Welcome to Layer 8 Podcast, hosted by Greg Sasso and Victor Coronazario, where technology and business strategies converge to support the most important layer, the IT users. Hey everybody, welcome back. Today's episode is BYOM, Bring Your Own Mess, Mobile Device Management and Preparing for BYOD. And for this one, we have our first interview. I talked to a longtime friend and security engineer, Hamed Etabar. We were talking about the considerations when moving into a mobile device management system so to prepare for BYOD. And we got right into it. We started talking about AIC. Do you know what AIC is about, Greg? If I remember correctly, it is accessibility, integrity, and confidentiality. Ah, you got an A. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I memorized it from the first take. All right, great. <laughs> Let's get right into the interview. We, we got right into it. So the, the, the AI, we're talking about the AIC, right? Making sure that we cover that. You so call that CIA, is CIA, right? and yeah. it's called AIC CIA, and this is the uh, triad that basically governs every aspect of um, IT enterprise. Right. It's not just a security thing, but it, this, is, this is encompassing everything. This right. is uh, confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Right. Uh, it, it goes across the entire uh, spectrum. Right. And now, when regardless of the size, so you look at mobility. You get obviously you know the gain in production is there, and that's it. Need it drives the need for access to corporate data resources on the go. Well, and the thing is that when people ask for this, all, they, all they're thinking about is the A of the CIA. Absolutely, right? the availability. I, I want it everywhere. Okay, how about the integrity? How about the confidentiality? Who's supposed to have access to it? Exactly. Like and when you get into that, a lot of this is not even technical. Right. right? It is policy and procedure. Right. First and foremost, as a manager who is, uh, and you already, assuming that you have the budget to go with uh, mobile deployment or uh, mobile deployment management or device management, is... You need to ask yourself, what is it that I'm protecting? Right. Data needs to be classified. And most mm -hmm. people look at data classification, they're like, oh, well, this is, has to do with government, you know, secret, top secret. No. Right. You look at, you need to classify based on, again, going back to um, the CIA or, as you said, AIC. Right. You need to know your data. Um, well, and that's a big project within itself, too, right? I mean, you well, know, that's, that happens most regardless. Most don't have that. Exactly. Yeah. And it is lacking and it is surprisingly lacking, you know, uh, a greater percentage, but you have to know your data. Mm -hmm. And what kind of data are you allowing on mobile devices? Data classification can be a huge undertaking. And I think the biggest issue is getting your business to buy into doing this project. Well, and it is the foundation to not just MDM, but a lot of other things that have to do with securing your data. And we talked a little more about it. You know, you, usually I've seen classifications of, okay, at least three, right? This data is public, this data is confidential, so, this data is, you know, I, I guess you call it classified in the government, in right? Government but, but even in, they in, have, in, in the government, in the enterprise, absolutely. You can call it something else, like only Sensitive, the, the people can see it. public, exactly. And you right. look at uh, every uh, company's web presence, and that's the uh, public data that they have no problem uh, you know, making it available. Right. But it would, you have intellectual property. Um, you have a client interaction, a names, anything that you do with, you know, in a business. Right. To what degree do you need to protect this? To BYOD or not to BYOD? This has been a hard decision for me in the past. I would like to give my users the freedom to bring in their own devices because they're comfortable with them and use them. Yet, 
the management of it can be a headache for us, um, depending on what the business's uh, requirements are. Right, and, and the security side and all of that, but we, we talked a lot more about this. Budget, and you have you know, gone to the executive management, they have approved it, and they're behind it. That's the start of it. Right. Now you need to start thinking about, okay, is the company providing the device? If it is, then you standardize on one. Right. Whether it's iOS or Android or Windows Mobile solution, whatever. You are the owner of that device. You have complete control over it. And that makes it a little bit easier, right, to it, write policy for it. It does, but it, yeah. at the same time, there's a cost associated to it. Right. Can the company afford that? Not a lot of companies can afford that. Then you start to flirt with the idea of bring your own device. And this is where it becomes very, very difficult to manage. Right, and, and, I, and I think uh, you know, that's why I want to name this episode Bring Your Own Mess because it it's is. not as easy uh, as that. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, and especially when you look at the proliferation of all these devices. Right. I mean, you have iPhones, you have varying degree of or... Uh, well, different mobile devices too, like tablets. I mean, tablets. Yeah, and you, you now you have the tablets. phablet coming out, which is, you know, telephone on a stairways or a phone. Right. right. So now you're basically bringing down to, okay, even at that point, you need to standardize on, let's say, the most popular solutions, which right. being Android or iOS. And this is um, a mixture of both. Right. And now you have to go after a centralized enterprise solution. Right. I mean, you could put, you know, the device name and configuration all on a spreadsheet and, you know, pass it around your team, mm. but that's not going to happen unless you have one person working for you and that's yourself who knows right. everything, you know, inside out about the device. But we're talking about management across the enterprise, right? Right. Then we started getting into choosing an MDN and everything that goes into it or requirements and all that. Yeah, I mean, most of the softwares out there that we've looked into um, for one or two different companies, they all do at high level the same thing. But you still need to do your requirements gathering to really look at the nitty gritty to see what features do you need versus, you know, wants and stuff. Well, we got a little bit into it. So let's see what Ahmed said. Let's just call what the abbreviation is, MDMs. Only address certain aspects of um, this mobile solution. This is not where you purchase one thing and it covers every nuisance and every detail. Right. It's right. a supplement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once you go after that and you've done your research and uh, product selection and the solution has to meet your requirements, not what the vendor literature says. Right, right. exactly, of course. It, ha of course. it has so to cater sense. to what is your needs, both in terms of uh, safety uh, or security. So you have basically chosen the product. Now it is policies, which is our because which are the I would say the most important aspect of this whole thing. Right. Um, can this solution give you granular uh, policies? Mm. Can it is it flexible at the same time? When you define your policies, let's just name some of them: um, encryption, anti-theft, right. anti-malware. Yeah, find me. Or you know, you know a locate, locator, exactly. You know. And you have to write these policies that encompasses all of those. Yeah. And are they granular enough? Are they flexible enough where you can, you know, not every group gets the same policy. You have your executive management 
who have a completely different need for that device management. And you have finance, you have uh, procurement, all, all these other departments, right. HR. Right. And in my opinion, before you even get to write the policies, you need, you need to have the full backing of your executive management, HR, and let's just say legal part of HR. Right. Then we got into what I call executive management policies. <laughs> I can see why you'd call it that. It, it, to me, any policy in a company should actually come from top down, whether it's an HR policy or an IT policy. It should be that IT is not writing the policy. IT is a resource in writing it. In addition, then, after the policy is written, I, IT can be used to help enforce certain policies. With technology, right? Yes. But the data owners are the executives, so they should have the sign-off and be involved in making these policies. So let's see what we said about that. You're talking about different policies, right? Because there's a subset of policies here, right? Those are the technical policies. But then those are driven by what the executive management said they want, how they classified the data, Absolutely. right? Then that trickles down into these so technical policies. Those right? actually dictate how your policies are written. Right, right. Um, they, you have to have their backing. No project is going to go from implementation, or you haven't actually see implementation unless you have the backing of the C-level um, managers. Right, those, those are the, the, the project sponsors and the major And they are actually the ultimate data owners. Right. In every yeah. enterprise, the enterprise, the, um, your C-level team is the ultimate data owners and they're responsible for the data. Yeah. Now, they delegate that responsibility in terms of security and availability and every other aspect of IT down to... the to, CIO, IT director, Exactly, IT to these teams, but they are the ultimate data owners. So uh, we're, we're the ones that get fired. <laughs> but there's... Happens, right. right. We get yeah. fired, but their but names... Liable. Right. Yeah. And every day, actually, when I look at security, every day I leave office and my company's name is not on the media. Mm -hmm. I've done something good. <laughs> You're happy, right? Exactly. And well, this is... Well, that makes me think about something real quick that I remember. I, I, I'm a veteran, so... Every time the Veterans Administration loses a laptop or something, I get a letter. Apps? A lot of people don't do that. Yes, and there are certain regulations like HIPAA, mm -hmm. FERNA, uh, right. PCI DSS that right. actually enforces this. But on the other side, if you look at from a damage control, right. a company who gets breached, they will do whatever it takes to keep that information, especially in the social media age. Right. Where oh, somebody man. internally hears something and it's the next... It's real easy to publish. And it's now, on right? Facebook, it's on Twitter, you name it. How did it get there? But this is the thing. This is the argument that I've had well, on both sides, right? But mostly with executive management. Uh, I, tell, I tell the CEO, whoever I work for, and I've worked for many companies and I've done some consulting jobs. So there's no need to name names. But I they tell me, oh, you're in charge of my data. You got to make sure that everything is secure and all that stuff. Okay, I need A, B, and C products to make this work. Right. You don't need to know how it works. I know how it works, but to do what you told me, I need to make that work. No, and you can't have it. We lose something. How did this happen, Victor? I told you I needed these tools to monitor how that happened, so that's not my responsibility. At that point, you abdicated responsibility. Absolutely. I'm telling you what I need. And the problem that I've seen working in IT is when what you just suggested in terms of going to the executive management and saying, hey, we need firewalls, IPS, IDS, and all that, that is a language that they have absolutely no idea what it means. Right. Unless you break that down in terms of, okay, this is how it's going to help your bottom line. Right. By keeping you away from breaches and media, your bottom line is protected. Right, and that's how I talk now. And what, what I, where I learned to talk like that to executives with CPA firm, perfect example. 
there's a lot of things that they're not required to do by law. You know, they're not required to be certified right, right. like data centers are. Right. But in their industry, they're expected to, there's a to perceived, do these things absolutely. by their clients. Due diligence, yeah. absolutely. There's so I learned to talk like that to them. Like, okay, you, you have social securities from people. You have account numbers sometimes. So they listen to me. You know, like, yeah, we need to do everything we can. We have the policies in place, all that stuff. And we had that stuff. That was my haven. That's where right. I learned right. how to talk to management about liability. Once you decide to go BYOD, there are some other considerations that you have to address, like HR issues, right, Greg? Oh, definitely. You want to check because whereas you have the ability to wipe a phone because it's linked to your network, you shouldn't be doing that because there are, I believe now, cases where people have gotten sued, businesses have gotten sued by employees because they wiped their phone and they've won. Well, not just that, considerations about uh, preventing somebody from texting while the phone is in high speed motion. I mean, yes, all those things. But we, uh, we close out the show with this subject, at least this first part. Uh, so let's listen to what we had to say. So you have your policies for your MDM solution because you already did data classification. You, you already know what the process. data you're protecting. And you also have a problem at, on hand is bringing your own device, mm -hmm. right? So you're a company that cannot afford to go out and purchase all these phones and distribute it um, to your employees to say, hey, if you're going to access corporate data and resources um, remotely or via, uh, you know, through a mobile device, then you're only allowed to do this. If you don't have that kind of budget, if that's not as part of your solution, then you're entertaining allowing employees to connect their own devices, right. which now you're looking across multi-platform. Multi-platform, then you also run into an HR issue because your IT guy is going to say, okay, if you connect to my email, I get the, I get to choose to wipe your device. Absolutely. And they're going to say no. That's going to be part of the and policy. And your IT guy can't say anything and unless there's an HR policy. Exactly. Right. And this is not just HR, but you need to go to the executive management first, right. which you'll have an HR representative there, right? right? And you need to get this end user agreement, which is exactly what he pointed. Right. You need to eliminate all these open to interpretation clauses. Mm -hmm. And it has to be clearly defined, right. backed by executive management and HR, and it has to be enforceable. Where, and then you have to write that in such a clear language, the end user, the, to address any expectation of privacy. As you mentioned, once you bring in your device and you connect to that wireless network or to the corporate network to get the email or resources, you're basically giving up control of your device over to the corporate. Right, right. exactly. And this is where this understanding comes in. In the event of loss or breach, whoever's solution you pick in terms of MDM will wipe your data out. That means your selfies are gone, your dogs, um, you know, <laughs> uh, playing football, whatever right, right. it is, videos, songs or are surfing. gone. <laughs> right, and, they, and you have to get that agreement from the end user before you even proceed. Right, well, and that, that's not as easy because in it, most places you expect that. I've worked in other places where it's a little more I guess the culture is more liberal or whatever, and people say no, and you have to contend with that. And if you don't have your executive management backing you up. That, that is exactly the thing. It's, you're done. Yeah. None of these policies can be enforceable without their backing and blessing. Right. Because you don't want to put yourself in a situation where, like as we talked just briefly about it, I have a phone, and I'm, I have no problem getting um, 
corporate email on it. I even have a VPN client that I can you know, connect to the servers right. via my uh, mobile and do whatever management or whatever it is that I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, access a file. What happens when I, as the owner of this device, go on App Store or Google Store, whatever, and download one of these consumer applications? And it is, let's say this is one of those applications that looks one thing on the surface, but it's a malware. Right, right. Oh, it opens ports to something Absolutely. else. Absolutely. So it's not ports. even malware. It's just, it's, it's, it's security holes, holes where a security guy like you can, you know, plug Go into in them. and yeah. compromise that. And yeah. then what happens to the data? You have PDF, whatever it is that's corporate. Mm. And this is, this agreement or end user agreement, in my opinion, is the biggest hurdle to, um, Surpass, yes, yeah. or to get over, yeah. and once you got that agreement, you're basically shielding the company from a lot of legal problems. Mm-hmm. Now you still have the issue of controlling how many devices you're going to support, because this is the thing. Yeah, it is, is the senior manager's device is his own thing. We didn't even install it or anything, but. Guess what? When they have a problem, they're still going to call us, meaning the IT department, and we're still going to be expected to help them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, especially the higher up they are, you know, that VIP status comes in. Right. It's the boss's phone. You're going to drop everything and attend to that. Right. And and, and we understand that we have to do it, but you also have to understand that if you let that happen, there's more management in the back end. Absolutely. As long as you know that, go for it. You know? Who takes responsibility for that? Right. Absolutely. And these are right. have to be, and this is the conversation that you as the manager have to have with the executive management team. Right. Are right. there any exceptions to this policy? Or is this one blanket policy that is enforceable across the enterprise, regardless of what is your title? Right, because what you're doing there is, is, is setting up the expectation. Ensure, I can't ensure quality if the expectation is, well, Victor is whatever. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I can't. I can't tell you that I can do that in within a day, within a couple of hours, nothing like that. SLAs. Uh, SLAs. I mean, you right? write uh, service level agreements yeah. on that. You know, if if it's this team and they have this need, you know, um, their device is not working or you're troubleshooting, you know, what is that SLA? Right. And then you have, you know, the rest of the corporate. Is it one day, two day, whatever it is? Just make sure that there is some kind of agreement that you know prioritizes who gets what. Conversation is not over. Hell no. Look for our next episode, BYOM Part 2, for the exciting conclusion. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can check us out on iTunes under Prometheus Layer 8. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can also follow us on Twitter at PC Layer 8 Podcast. That's the number 8. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday for an exciting new episode.